0: Welcome to the Yes to Entrepreneurship podcast. So real quick, before I jump into the conversation with this week's guest, I just wanna let you know what this show's about. Really, this show is just about all the conversations we, entrepreneurs, those of us who are the why Notters, have around entrepreneurship. It's the conversation that you don't typically hear because you just see those fun posts on Instagram and Facebook, where we're hanging out on yachts or we're making a ton of money and driving these fancy cars, when reality is, that's not real life. Real life is trying to figure out how you're gonna pay bills, trying to figure out if you're gonna make rent this month, trying to figure out if that new client really is gonna help move you forward or if they're really gonna bring you down. Really, anything goes in these conversations. And you, the listener, gets to eavesdrop in on these conversations that i'm having with fellow entrepreneurs so grab your cup of coffee grab your water grab your tea whatever it is that you enjoy and a pen and paper because you're about to take some notes also be sure to share this out oh here comes my guest talk to you soon so roseanne tell me why are you interested in entrepreneurship like what gets you thinking about like, yes, I want to do this. Cause we've talked about it in the past and we're talking about it again. And I'm just curious, like you have a nine to five job. So why, why do you want to be an entrepreneur?
1: Well, I think I've talked to you about this like once or twice and a little history about me. Um, I come from a family of entrepreneurship. My dad has been uh, self-employed, uh, for 40 plus years and he always encouraged us, to um work for ourselves for a variety of reasons but always kind of helped us hone our creativity from you know us making our own money by doing a lemonade stand you know making our own money you know by doing chores and then you know just kind of always you know giving us that option you know you don't have to work for the man always but um I can't really pinpoint when I really started getting interested but I can say that I've tried doing my own business several times as we've talked about I've been with um, I guess for lack of a better word because we all know what the word is is multi-level marketing oh yeah so I've done at least three to four over the past like five to seven years okay and with each of those i can say there was an initial sense of excitement of um, having my own business and me driving it myself and maybe at the time it was all you know exciting and the potential was exciting but i always found myself in the same kind of you know trap Paying money to stay in the business. Oh. Paying money because I thought this will help improve my business. And with all of those, um, I guess, businesses at some point or another, I found myself not truly, truly interested in the product. And then it became more of a question of money. Is I'm not really. I'm not making any money. I'm paying money to say that I have a business, but I think at the time, and this is a, over, you know, uh, two to four multi-level marketing um, businesses that I went through, is just not being passionate about the product, not being a hundred percent committed. I had a lot of life happenings, and I just couldn't keep up with the way. I felt I should. Yeah. And I couldn't keep up with my mentors and what they expected of me and I also had a sense of I'm letting, you know, them down sometimes because I'm not meeting my quota or my my goals and then I found myself complaining. And then I realized, "Well, I'm complaining but I'm not doing the work." And I found myself leaving all of those because as soon as it got to a point where I think maybe I had to look at myself a little more and go, hey, I'm spending either too much money or I am maybe just not as invested in this product as I Thought I was, and I perhaps looked at all the glamour and all the money and all the potential of what it could be, and yeah. then asking myself, why am I not at this level like this person, and why am I not getting these type of clients? Like, what am I really doing? And I kind of felt in some of those kind of spastic. Like I just had no idea what I was doing. I was just trying to survive and kind of, you know figure myself out in each of those. I mean, I have some great takeaways from all of those experiences and enjoyed the people that I got to meet and kind of the tools that it may have given me to accomplish something else. But over time, I feel like it's just been one failure after another. And I can speak to the fact that I perhaps did not try as hard as i should have or that i didn't put forth enough effort as i could have but then also i gave up before i could really get started so i was very self-defeated easily yeah very very easily
0: well and the other thing too at the time you also (laughs) were working a full-time job which was not normal it was not a typical full-time job it it was retail hours so it didn't provide any consistency on that end either. Therefore it didn't, in my opinion, it didn't help you with trying to be consistent in any of these other side projects, right?
1: No, it it definitely did not provide consistency, but then also, you know, I made other choices. I made choices to be with friends, be with family, be with my, you know, boyfriend who was my boyfriend at the time, then my fiance and now, you know, my husband. But then also I just, I got overwhelmed. And then I would talk myself down be like, no, 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 you cannot do this. This, this isn't you. And then eh, maybe it'll work out, maybe it won't. But then I just realized I'm spending money, but I'm not getting anything back. And with those companies that I was with, There was a constant push to spend money Mm. to stay in, which in the long run, I realized that just doesn't feel quite right. But then again, there's people in those MLMs that are, you know, at the top and they talk about, well, yeah, you got to spend money to make money. And look where they are. They're multi level millionaires with multiple people under them. Right. You know, I think working a retail job and not going full in on those like they are meant to go full in on if you're really, really, really serious. Yep. And that could be anywhere from $100 to $500 investment. And the idea of doing that was very hard for me because I had a full time retail job and I just didn't make that kind of money, but then I think I got suckered into, you know, buying more things that I should have. And eventually I broke even. I basically paid X amount of dollars and made it back, but never saw like a surplus. Like I never had an extra hundred to $500 in my pocket in addition to my full-time job. So in that case, I kind of hit that wall, like at least- a few times and i realized why am i doing this i'm i'm not i'm i'm essentially it's
0: opening up a bu- hobby basically yes. is what it was
1: <laughs> an expensive hobby but also i'm opening a business under another company which i have to pay to stay in right and and i just didn't have the extra money to put in and the time to do that as well because in addition also to working a full-time retail job I'm also I guess some would say I'm an independent contractor as a fitness instructor so that in in itself is also you know one to five times a week depending on my schedule and then just the time and effort to create choreography create music keep on top of that and you know some people would look at that like no that's not a job i'm like well i'm on a payroll (laughs) i i'm on a payroll so it is essentially a job and yes it does take time to practice choreography to practice music fulfill all the requirements of working for that organization whether it be trainings going to meetings and being in contact via email, phone, and just a variety of things. So my plate was very overloaded many, many, many times. And then, of course, you know, trying to financially stay afloat and, you know, afford life. Those businesses were the first thing to go,
0: always. Yes. Well, and that's the thing, too, is you've you've had this entrepreneurial journey that you've been on in different ways, shapes, and forms, which is what I tell people all the time, you know, entrepreneurship is not a one-size-fits-all. I mean, people can do it part-time, full-time, and everything in between, and like we've talked about in the past uh, for what we're going to talk about more so today, your cookie business, but like we talked about in the past, it's, it's really trying to test things out and see what happens, and really realizing what's working and what's not, and knowing when to let go and I know for you that was um, a challenge at the uh, back in the day because we had talked about that several times about you know well there's the potential to make this money and if I just stay this much longer if I just buy this and it's like yeah it could do that but at what point do you say no and so I think that's from an outsider's perspective I feel like that was great experience for you to be able to now look back and say okay it might have taken me a little longer to say no and to let it go but it was in the right space in the right time because now when i move into my actual business if i have to say that i'll be more ready for it versus trying to keep it going i mean that's that's how i look at it even with my my first business when i had the magazine is you know i had to make that call like do i keep going is it just around the corner or do i just put it in a box and say you know what it did what it needed to do. And if I need to, I'll come back to it for now. I, I got to close shop and move on, you know? So it's really understanding those, those key points and knowing when to say no. Uh, because I feel like a lot of the times we, especially you and I, we like to say yes. And we, we like to help people as much as possible. And then we realize that we're saying yes, but we're also saying no to the, bigger opportunities that are right around the corner
1: well and it's a good thing that you know you said that and I think we've talked about this before is that I have always had this innate desire to want to help others in some way yeah I and maybe I've never truly figured it out what that is and of course sure Roseanne likes to help other people insert her name and be a beach body coach for example I like yeah. to help other people with their health and their fitness I love Beachbody products I don't work as a coach for them anymore but I love their products and I've seen a lot of great things happen for people who have been Beachbody coaches and have used the products so I'm all for that but that business is not
0: for me right
1: And as far as like, you know, wanting to like help others, I guess it's been a constant, constant exploration of how do I share that and what do I do and what form of expression do I do that? And you know, I've thought about at one point and I've had multiple ideas over the years. I used to be, and I still am, really good at typing. So I thought about transcription services. If I Ooh, type right I type like a, I type like crazy but then that's just another example of it's an idea writing it down getting excited about it and thinking and dreaming of the what if but then because I failed before I was I would just convince myself now I don't have time for this I don't have the tools how would I do this and in our conversation we had about a week ago. Yeah. I told you how I think too big and too far ahead. Things that are not significant to the moment. Yep. And you talked about, you know, this is not necessarily whatever I do next is not going to be my main bread and butter. Start small. Yep. And so it's a constant fight for myself to believe in myself that I can do it because I have failed so many times before. And then I, you know, next thing you know, I'm telling myself like, hey, I'm not meant to do this. It, it, I'm just not, I'm just don't have the time, the energy and I get defeated really fast, but the drive is still there (laughs) to want to find something. And, um, I try to look at those past experiences were put in my path to kind of teach me the kind of things I don't like doing, what I like doing, what I'm comfortable doing, and definitely being my own boss and me building my own platform. That's more appealing than me building a platform under something else that is already created where it requires me money to be a part of it. Yep, That makes sense.
0: Yeah, totally. And and that's the thing too, you know, you mentioned the transcription service. I totally forgot about that. And then I know most recently it was uh, being a VA, a virtual assistant for people, which ties into the typing part. And what I think is awesome is we keep circling back to what we started with. Man, I don't even know how many years ago which is your cookies like that
1: it's been about two and a half three years because i brought those first original ones to your christmas party
0: <laughs> i love it i love it and 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 that's the thing is that you have been you've been baking for a long time but you will just stick with that three-year thing um marker so the last three years you've been making these cookies, right? And, and we'll just keep it simple. We'll start with the chocolate chip because they're amazing and I already can taste it right now. <laughs> um, and we'll just start with that. And I know that for myself, once I had them, I was like, oh, Roseanne, like these, these are the cookies that you should be selling. And how did you feel about that? Even when I say it now, I know that it's probably the same feeling, but when I when I tell you that, like, What's kind of going on in your head? Because I want to kind of talk about that.
1: Well, it's interesting you uh, say that because <laughs> I actually had this exact discussion with my coworker the other day. Oh, perfect. But, but I do not take compliments well. I just don't. I, I, I've always been kind of humble, shy, and sometimes I just kind of smile and then inside. I'm just like, oh, my God, don't embarrass me. Like, yeah. Uh... I I don't know where I get that from, but I don't know, it's some weird humble thing that I probably got from one of my parents, I don't know. But when you say that, yes, I'm absolutely flattered, trust me, but inside I'm always just like, oh, stop it, you know, don't talk about it. And then I was, you know, feeling comfortable to talk to my coworker yesterday and she I told her what I was thinking about doing. Of course, you know, I always kind of, you know, downplay it. Like it's just an idea. And she was looking at me and she like walked right up to my desk. She's like, if you do that, I will be your first customer. Wow. And she just said, do you know like how much I would love to be able to say that I'm a mom that like cooks and bakes? She's like, sometimes I don't even have time to breathe. And she just said, I like supporting, you know, local people rather than having to make a trip to the store and it works out because your desk is right next to mine and we work together eight to five
0: See that convenience that's that's that whole amazon like click ship buy have it today like that's that convenience i love it
1: so having that kind of conversation and i guess just once again downplaying it and, and not, it's almost like me telling myself, don't get too hyped. Don't get right. too hyped about this now because it may not work out. So, and I, and that's, that's a pattern. I'm really, really trying to, you know, break. And yes, I'm, you know, motivated to change that. And so even if I, you know, try to downplay it, just ignore me. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I feel like I just didn't maybe have the right tools over time to really think about it. but now that I've kind of opened myself more to it, including you know having the support of my husband yeah. and other friends as well and even you know talking to my dad who's like one of the most important people in my life, he was just like, that's a great idea. You know you already have a full-time job and you already teach so that's fine and he just said if you start small you know you can
0: exactly
1: and he said and I know you you're my daughter we always like to think too big and too logically be 100% realistic and tell ourselves no before we say yes we're very thorough in our planning and decision making
0: (laughs) yeah I love that telling yourself no before you say yes
1: and, and I've, and I've, I've done that for a lot of things, not just in entrepreneurship opportunities. I've just kind of said no, yeah. and because I've used to not, I'm used to maybe not achieving things at the level at which I initially believe I should. And, and that's not everything I I'm, I've achieved a lot of things <laughs> in yeah. life.
0: Well, you and know? I think too, you're in a different space because you know, you've changed jobs now, so you're no longer in retail working those crazy hours, so now you have a more of a set schedule which allows you to be a little bit more relaxed about this entrepreneur journey you're basically taking on now and understanding that now you have more of a consistent schedule and as course of course I've always tell you this is that you're in a lucky position because you have still the full-time job and this is just going to be a side thing to start to see what happens and if a few people buy awesome that's extra money in the bank if nobody buys it's no skin off your back because you're not depending on it for your life support at this point in the game Um, which is huge you know when i had to leave my full-time job i i had to make that choice of leaving full-time because it was a conflict of interest. Uh, of course, I could have got another part-time job, but it, the, it was my time to really try entrepreneurship full on for myself versus when I did it the first time around, it was going to school, working you know—four part-time jobs, pretty much, and then having that as another job for me. So it was like, I didn't give it my all, and that's why I had to make that choice. Um, But what I love about your position is, is that it's so exciting because you now have, you can make time now, I should say, to do things for the business, to test to see what happens. And when it comes to these cookies, I mean, like we talked about, you start with one, the chocolate chip one, and you just run with it and see who's interested because, you know, can't really go wrong with chocolate chip among the majority of the population, <laughs> um, no. and, and then you see you w- what people's reactions are. And like, you have a perfect already case study, if you will, with your coworker, where they're like, "No, I, you tell me when you're ready. Here's my money," and so it's like, "Okay, now you just got to bake because the money is right there on the table, literally across the desk from you."
1: <laughs> well, in And that's where before I didn't really talk to a lot of people like at all. I just kind of kept it my own little, you know, secret. And then I would just, you know, make stuff like I'd send stuff to Jeremy's work and he would come back and say, oh, my God, they loved what you made and they want the recipe. And then there was talk that they even were interested in having me cater an event. But wow. Because I did not have a food, a commercial food license, I believe, or a food handling license. Like, I'm not certified. Right. Which I fully understand. They technically could not hire me. Sure. Which is totally understandable. But then also, I've been used to just saying, "Eh, I need cookies. I wanted to try this new recipe. Hope you like them. And then, you know, taking stuff to work and not even just like cookies making, you know vegan, vegetarian dishes, and I mean, even my coworker at work is like, if you graduate from the cooking stuff and you want to make dinners or something, she's like, I will pay for that too. Not a problem. So, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, opportunities, but I think a lot of it boils down to giving myself permission to say yes instead of no. And not living in this whole idea of, oh, I've failed before this one and this one. And I've tried this and I've tried this. But then, you know, I'm honest with myself most of the time. <laughs> and then I just say, but did you really try? Right. Did you really try? Did you do everything you possibly could have? And no, I have not done everything I possibly could have to have made this a business over the past three years. I've basically just been giving away my hobby, yep. <laughs> which at the time, you know, was fine. But I think also now that I have a very set schedule and now I'm in my rhythm of my set schedule, I've been able to kind of figure out, okay, what days and what times, what pockets of time I have. And I've weekends off, which hasn't happened in a long time. <laughs> And I think we talked about it in our last meeting that um, I have the ability to say no. It's not like I have to be available all hours of the day and to the general market. And this can start out very small, and how I market it and who I tell, you know, would be up to me. Yes, and-
0: that's the key. Because I still remember when we met and um, you were thinking already like, you know, commercial kitchen stuff, you were already thinking like the restaurant type style and uh, having the bakery and all that. And it's like, no, 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 that's what you can't do right now. What can you do right now? And right now, you can take these steps with getting the license, connecting with uh, somebody who has experience to uh, find out what else you might need, what tips they might have, and then going to the grocery store and getting the supplies to make just the chocolate chip cookies versus thinking about you have to you know make this huge cake and the whole entree and having the full-on menu and it's like yeah that's way too overwhelming and it's going to be so expensive and you don't even know if people are going to like all of that stuff and so it's like me pulling you back in and saying no just start small it's that bsq method think big act small move quickly and that's the zone that you're in right now and it's so important to keep thinking that way and to have the timeline which is what I gave you so that way we can keep you moving forward versus okay here's what you need to do now go do it because chances are things are going to fall through the cracks
1: (laughs) and and I expect like all of that and of course there is this part of me that's already still going what if I fail but then I have to like kind of shrink my overall vision down to like a very, very, very small, small amount and just go, even if it's one order a week, but I tell dozens of people, but I get one order a week. Great.
0: Yes. If not,
1: that's fine. But because I'm Roseanne and because I have the last name Nichols, <laughs> we have a family history of going big we use humor we think big we get excited really fast you can ask my husband this he will vouch <laughs> i have a lot of ideas and i i talk 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 and i i can be very passionate about something and then you know he's like well when are you gonna do it yep and it's cool that you're talking about it. I can tell you're fired up, but when are you going to do it? And I'm just like, uh. <laughs> but that's, those are all things that I will learn as I go. But I think now I'm at a point I've had to go through a lot of different things and experience a lot of different things in terms of trying out different MLMs, researching on my own, talking to different people, utilizing you to the highest level
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) and I appreciate that beyond words Um, but now I think I'm in a different space where I feel a little more in control of my day to day my overall you know kind of big picture and I I feel more confident about this because the goal is small yeah and once again because I'm Roseanne and I'm a Nichols we we go big and we overwhelm ourselves very very easily myself included yeah so it's very easy for me to think big and then freak myself out get myself all worked up over something that is not yet of in, in existence yeah well, and a problem and nothing sometimes not even things i should be concerned about right now
0: <laughs> well yeah and and you know what to be fair that's what we all go through as an entrepreneur and that that's that's why you know that's why i do the yes to entrepreneurship podcast that's why i've built out yes to entrepreneurship as a brand because i want more entrepreneurs specifically solopreneurs like ourselves to understand that it's not just us like we are feeling this way, we go through these experiences, and yes, the actual experience itself, uh, like the topic or the the environment might be different from uh, others, but the same principles apply and the same things that we go through, somebody else has already gone through them or they're going through them as well. And so that's why it's so important to me to have these conversations with fellow entrepreneurs and to share them out on the website and on social media and to build out you know, the, the Why Notter uh, network, the community, the club there, because we need to understand that it's part of the process. And when we work together, like I always say, teamwork equals success, we can see big things happen and we can then take those big, big scary goals, those ideas that come to us, and break them down to those bite-sized pieces that we can comfortably, maybe sometimes uncomfortably swallow and say, yes, I can, I can do this. I'll force myself a little bit more to reach for that. You know, you and I are always about fitness and working out and stuff. It's the same thing. Like we have, we go to the gym and it's like, okay, today, what am I feeling like? Am I feeling like a full on, like hardcore cardio workout or am I just feeling like, you know, maybe 20 minutes on the treadmill and then, uh, some weights light weights and then I'll be good and the next time I'll come in and I'll go heavy on the weights and uh, really do you know turbo kick, tybo, whatever <laughs> <laughs> don't knock tybo or turbo kick best workout ever yeah so it, that it's just it's so interesting and, and when we can relate to each other and relate what we're going through to s- other things like in this case the gym uh, it makes it so much more manageable and that's That's the beauty of it, and you know, that's why with the Why Notters Club, uh, that I love that club because of the fact that, for me, it's kind of like going to the gym in the sense that I like going to the gym because I'm around other people. I see other shapes, sizes, age levels, all working towards essentially the same goal, to be in good shape and to stay healthy. And it motivates me to see them and to experience the workout almost together and to understand that we are gonna keep showing up and we're gonna keep doing the work even if we fall off the wagon, even if we have bad days. And and it's just to me that's so inspiring and so motivating, which keeps me going. Because of course I can go buy a, a gym set and have it at my house and I could work out. It will not compare though to the workout I get at the gym because my house is not the workout zone and I don't get that exposure and I don't get to connect with other people and, and experience what they're going through and and be motivated by that and to keep going so that that's why I like having the wine otter club and that that's what I hope others will enjoy as well for it um, because it's important for us to be around like-minded entrepreneurs and to be able to connect with them and to share resources and just be be there for each other
1: well it's like the same with me going to the gym i have tried working out at home it's not the same i can do it but it's not the same i mean i have beach body on demand and there's a couple workouts i like to do on there if i'm just feeling exceptionally lazy but i want to crank something out but for the most part, I enjoy the process of going to the gym, dedicating a time to it, and to relay it back to my cooking and baking, that's always been like therapy for me. I mean, yes. I don't, sometimes I make crepes, but I don't ever, I, I don't eat them. I make them for everybody else, but I don't. You know, you know, because I'm trying to work on my own weight loss, my own fitness goals, so I know that I can't always have that kind of stuff. But for me, it's my creative process. My dad is a self-employed graphic artist, illustrator, my entire life. That's his creative outlet. He has passed that on to my brother and sister who are both musicians and artists. That oh, that's is so their, cool. That's their, their path of creativity. I could draw if I really tried, but I stopped a long time ago. So my creativity is cooking and baking, not just cookies. I, I love to cook everything. I've, I've done the vegan, the vegetarian, the Asian, the Mediterranean. I just like to collect cookbooks. I like to look stuff on Pinterest. I'm an addict, I fully admit it. And that's, that's something, for me, that doesn't always feel like a chore. It's right. almost like a time for me to just be quiet and to be focused on my task. And yeah, sometimes I'm rushing to do stuff, so it's not exactly therapy, but that's my creative outlet. And as I was talking about earlier, is not really seeing my talents or looking at my talents like what can I do well that I can turn into a business but instead I look at all these other things like this jewelry company this fitness company this herbal supplement company let me work for them and give them money so I can build a business with them right and ultimately finding out yeah I like these products but I don't like them enough to promote them and hit the ground running and build a business and to be honest having gone through that process and it's nothing against them because I know people who are successful inspiring and amazing I follow them on Facebook Instagram I know them in person I've met them at the gym I know all those people and I think that's great but my experience was not the same with them so at this point right. I kind of just I'm not interested
0: in that. Yep. And that's the thing. It it keeps coming up passion and being understanding about it. And you bring up such a great point about how the cooking has always been your creative outlet and it's something that you enjoy doing and collecting the cookbooks and stuff. And I think that's what's hard for us entrepreneurs to differentiate the facts that, or make the connection, I should say, that that is our zone of genius and that is actually what people want need and will pay for and for us as the creative person we're thinking no what no i just do this for fun and i just enjoy it so no 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 it's okay or here just just have it and we just don't think twice about it and and we hear this all the time with entrepreneurs i mean every news story pretty much that we see on the mainstream covers uh, an aspect of this. And it's always comes down to the same as why not? Why not try it and see what happens? You know, um, it was funny when I had saw that article that I sent you about uh, the girl who started baking cheesecakes. Well, she she hmm. made cheesecakes anyway, but she decided she was gonna start selling them to help pay for college because they couldn't afford it. The family couldn't afford it. and how she was selling cheesecakes at 40 bucks a pop and she didn't think anybody would buy it at 40 bucks and I mean I'm like I mean 40 bucks that's quite a price for a cheesecake and I'm not mm-hmm. a cheesecake fan so obviously I'm a little bit of a harder sell but the fact is is that she sold them like crazy and I think it was one a day for oh for a order she was getting and ended up paying for her college if I remember correctly and it just, it blew my mind and I was like, Roseanne, this is a classic example for you. Pin this up on your wall, look at this. This is what you need to be reminded of is that you just never know.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think I remember when I did read that and this is an example of me thinking way too big and psyching myself out and freaking myself out over nothing and this is just an article. And I'm like, what if it gets too big? Like, what if I just can't meet the demand? I have to tell people no. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, you're saying like, come on, like, yep. it's not that big of a deal. Let, 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 you're not Oprah here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Calm down. And, calm down. And,
0: but, and so here's the cool thing. And that's, that's what I love about it is the fact that when that does happen, you just hire help. You just get help. You know what I'm saying? And, and again, you can say no. You have the power to say no, and and you can keep it. I know some entrepreneurs, who, yes, they could totally be blowing up and being at Oprah status, but that's not their goal, and they actually do have a cap, and it doesn't matter how much money you want to pay them. That if they've met that cap, they don't want to go past that, and, and that's okay. Like, that's the parameters that you set and that you feel out, and so. It's okay to say no, and it's also okay to be open to putting your stuff out there to see what happens, because you don't know who's buying it. Like, let's take your coworker, for example. Sure, you know her because she sits across from you, but you have no idea who her connections are, who's going to be at her house when she has those cookies on the table, who's going to enjoy them so much that they're going to then tell their friends, or... If we just want to think real big, because this happens, they know a connection to Oprah and tells Oprah's people. And then they start featuring your cookies in her um, holiday thing. I forget what they call it, but somebody locally was featured out um, out from like Guerneville or something in there for their biscuits, I think it was or something uh, a couple years ago. So it's like we don't know. And I tell this to people online all the time. My followers online is we have secret followers. They're everywhere most of the time. We're secret followers to somebody else as well. And it really a secret follower is somebody who's just taking it in. They're they're not commenting, they're not liking, they're just browsing and they're watching you. It's a little creepy, but you know, that's the world we live in and They're there and they're paying attention. And every so often, some will come out of the woodworks and they'll let you know, I appreciate what you do. You've helped me with X, Y, Z. I just gotta tell you, keep doing the work. I love it. I've been following you for three years and I've never said anything. Like you name it, it's happened. And we have to remember that people are watching us and they're being influenced by us and they're enjoying our entrepreneur journey because We're doing something that so many people don't do. They don't say yes to entrepreneurship. Instead, they come up with every excuse in the book to say no instead of just giving it a try, just saying why not and see what happens. So that's the beauty of this. And and that's why I'm so excited for you to finally be taking this jump with the cookie business to just see what happens because there's no expectations. It's just, Starting, which is always the hardest part.
1: Well, I hold big expectations for myself and I think that's half of the problem, yep. is I, I put a lot of pressure on myself to be successful. And I've hit this point many times where I'm like, well, it's starting to go downhill. Well, I should catch myself and take a turn to the left before I really go downhill because I already assume I'm on the route to failure. So I've told myself I need to give myself a few more kudos and not always take the easy road out. I mean, sure, I'm probably going to feel like this again at some point or another, probably multiple times, but, but there, there's been multiple shifts, I would say in my life, even just in the past year, I changed jobs. I went from engaged to married and, um, just, lots of different things have you know happened for me, but I guess I do feel a little bit in a better space to pursue it. But I also have had to tell myself, start little, yeah. start little, and don't think so big and so far in advance to where you scare yourself. Because I'm really good at that,
0: <laughs> right? And that's the thing. And so let me ask you this, because I don't think I've asked this yet. We've talked a lot about this in general, but What are you hoping for in terms of, and it doesn't have to be big, it doesn't have to be small, it can be whatever, but what are you hoping to get out of starting and moving forward in your cooking business?
1: I think it's a lot of different things. I think even though I would consider myself more of an extrovert, I do have introverted tendencies. I'm I can be shy I can appear as kind of standoffish sometimes when I think I'm just more observant I listen and I watch and then you know I talk when I want to I don't like to you know toot my own horn (laughs) too much and um I think just I need to um (laughs) Trying to figure out what's the best way to put this is, I I've always been creative in some way or another from the time I was really young. Even if I was involved in art when I was younger, to dancing, I've always had a creative passion in a lot of different things. You know, collaging, you know, decorating. I just always had that creative element yeah to me so i think it's just it's an opportunity for me to push myself to share what i love doing with others and yes you know build a business around it to make a profit like anybody else would right. but i think it's it's one of those things where this is what i like doing this is where I have fun. This is where I'm happy. I find cookbooks, I find recipes, and I get excited about them. I spend hours on my phone on Pinterest just creating them. So, for me, it's just it's more of finding like something that I get a lot of satisfaction from, that I feel joyful about, and then just wanting to share that. And of course, it's sharing a piece of myself that you know. I just kind of went. Eh, it's a batch of cookies. Here's some cookies for you guys. Right. Oh, you like them? Great. <laughs> like, that's great. And you know, not like think anything else of it. But then you know, I've thought about the cost of making them, and wouldn't that be cool to make money from them? And then I get all these fun ideas for packaging, and I start getting creative again. So that's my long answer to your yeah. question. Hopefully. No
0: yeah no i think it's great and and that's the thing is that it brings you joy and i love how you said that you've been basically giving a piece of yourself to everyone and it's so awesome because we don't think about we don't stop and think about that in the moment and now that it's fresh in your mind and now that it's there that okay this is something that's always been there and i've never given it a shot so now it's time to give it a shot and now you realize this is my passion. This is what I love. And now I get to share that with so many more people, whether it's one person that buys from me at work or down the street, or hundreds of people that buy from me, it doesn't matter. It's still something that I'm passionate about. And I know brings people joy. uh, And that's what you got to go with. So I think it's awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Dive deeper into the conversation with this guest as well as others by going to yes to forward slash podcast. Over there, you will find a list of all the previous episodes. And I hope that you'll continue to share out this podcast. And please be sure to leave a review in iTunes so that way others can discover this show and be able to realize they are not alone and that they have somebody they can count on to provide value and motivate and inspire them to keep moving forward. Together, we can make it happen. And like I always say, teamwork equals success. So go out there and do something great because why not?